What's the haps, coconut heads? Welcome to our podcast, where we talk story about culture, creativity, self-care, and our quirky obsessions. Informing, empowering, and entertaining with humor. You're welcome. I'm your host, Jade Fox. And I'm G Supreme. Sit back, unwind, and join us in our conversation. Welcome to another episode of Coconut Connection, episode 70. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we are at the tail end of Filipino American History Month, and uh, I was like, I'm looking for, actually, I don't know why. It went so fast. It went so fast. Like, it's already Halloween. We didn't even get to celebrate, I feel like, Filipino no. American History No, we didn't. <laughs> um, there's so many things that have been going on personally, like, so anyway, I guess we could talk about it. Like I have been having, like you want to talk about Mercury retrograde. Like Ooh. I lived the dang whole. I was on that, you know, that boat. You know, because me too. It was from beginning of the met- retro to the end, and I was paying attention this time because I normally don't. Yeah, but I me was too. like, damn. And so every time it was like, you know what? This makes sense. It's it's retrograde. You know, but mm-hmm. it was filled with just so many misunderstandings you know i didn't want to believe i didn't want to believe in the retrograde yeah but the retrograde believed in me (laughs) (laughs) so really quick i'll run it down because it was so much so i had this you know medical procedure done and that was done and that took a lot of a lot of um focus and a lot of uh meditation and uh, I got through that. Then shortly after that, I got had a fever. And then um, shortly after that, uh, I was uh, experiencing like some side effects to this procedure that I got. And it made life very uncomfortable. Again, it happened twice, like one week and then the, to the next week. And then... Um, then of course, well, of course, you're working. Yeah. The whole thing. Forget mm-hmm. that. You're still working. And then we um, had a family member pass away. Like this just happened. Like the the last day of retrograde was like that was a lot. That was the like the 18th, I think. Right. Literally October, the yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like nail in the coffin. Like literally. I mean, I was counting the days. I, I mean, I thought the 18th couldn't get here fast enough, but I, I breathed the sigh of relief after that. It was over because it was rough. I mean, not as rough as I feel like what you went through, yeah. But just rough. It was just from my. I mean, did you find yourself like like really like fatigued or exhausted? Because I felt like I was tired. Like I was like, oh, I can't wait to get home to take a nap. I was high (laughs) stress. Like you know what what was going on with me, but Mm -hmm. it was high stress, and I could not sleep, keeping myself up, like my brain on tiktok just to distract myself from real life real world oh, wow. problems um but yes it was it felt like a year didn't that feel like a right. year like, oh. and we came out of it and uh i'm looking forward to new things yes. like we got out of it and hopefully uh unscathed we all got through it <laughs> Uh, current events. So we are not the news. Just letting you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don't write to the producers. Um, but I did want to talk about something that was in the news uh, 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 
it started in September and it not ended, but it kind of went came to a close this week. Yes. Which is the Gabby Petito. That was all over, girl. Like, I can't tell you. TikTok was just. Mm, yeah, tell me about that. Because I'm not. It was blowing up where people were reading. Like, these sleuths were coming out of the woodworks. Like, oh, really people were interactive. Out. Yes. They were They were telling you, like, the timeline of where she was and, and what was happening. And, and they were reading journals. Like, it was crazy. And I, but I did, it was, I wanted to talk to you about it. But it was interesting that I had never seen anybody cover this type of thing so much as this is like the first time that yes. I saw this and I thought yeah I, that's that it, that's exactly what I thought like I was like well I mean yes I I was wow that's really sad yes and sad for the families and and um the people that were involved I was like wow like but I just felt like comparison to, well, people that we, well, I mean, we don't even know people that are missing. There's yes. a lot of people that are missing, but I don't feel it's like it's ever gotten this coverage where like, like every single day. Honestly, I, I agree. Like I was mesmerized. I mean, because it was all over, I was mesmerized. Like what happened to this? You know, and I felt mm -hmm. such sympathy. And You're such like, like they have you so engaged in yes. it. Yes. And like wanting to know the mystery. And then I, uh, you know, I was just like, okay. But it, then it got me kind of irritated because I know for a fact that, you know, there's a lot of missing and murdered um, indigenous women, uh, two-spirit, that um, that never get, like it's never made the national news. When I tell people about it, when I heard about it, I didn't know about it. Um, but it wasn't like I didn't, like it wasn't un un unbelievable or impossible um, but that should get to me more media coverage, not to say that, you know, that she's, her life is less, but I'm like, there's a lot of women that don't even get like this much coverage. And, and why does it keep on happening in these counties? That should be more important. Um, that should get media coverage. Like why are women missing and murdered, missing the sex trafficking or human trafficking or murdered for whatever reason? And um, well, you're right, because like that, that's a thing like it. W I think it all should be dead. I think every all of the missing people, endangered people should be given the same amount of coverage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, then it, I mean, it was all over. People were just it, it, dog. The bounty hunter was getting I involved. Know. Like, like everybody was doing clout chasing on that. Like, yes. you know um, what they were they were labeling it as missing white woman syndrome, mm -hmm. meaning that. Whenever there's a missing white woman, it it boosts ratings. Yeah. People are in, engaged and interactive, which I think is sad that there's anything that that's labeled that way. Because, like for example, Jelani Day, who was missing for two months, and they hadn't found his body and anything. They finally found it, and it was um, his organs were cut out, <gasps> his eyes were gouged out. They. <sighs> The, the police had reported that maybe it was a suicide. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, sounds pretty suspect. But um, the mom of Jelani Day is uh, wants an FBI investigation and she wants to know answers. Like there needs to be an investigation of like how her son actually died. It doesn't make sense that it was a suicide. And so um, I just was kind of impressed that Gabby Petito 
right away had FBI. Mm-hmm. And they've been on it ever, like since this week where they um, found um, Brian Laundrie, her her boyfriend's uh, remains. Um, they finally can, you know, which is a trip it. to me because I don't know his parents. I, I have a oh, whole yeah. thing about that. Oh, yeah. So my thoughts, we about talked that. about the parents too. Like they knew, I, they knew they exactly what's happening because they were all lawyered up yes, by the they, time they talked to, they the knew police. where he was. They were in contact with him. And don't tell me that, you know, I saw a TikTok where the, mm-hmm. where someone was like, you know, they probably struck a deal with the FBI for immunity, which is why they finally told them where he was. That's what we were saying too. Like they must know somebody high up. Because how could you get so high and and you have federal investigation on this? And um, not to say that there's, you know, it isn't very special. This domestic violence is not very special. In fact, it's domestic violence month in October. And it's like, it's very common. So I don't understand what is the difference between, uh, you know, other people's missing. I, I hope that if I'm ever missing that, the FBI is looking for me. You know, well, what look I mean? how many people they found looking for Gabby Petito. <laughs> oh I yeah, mean, right. They found all these people. Oh my god. I mean, so when they finally made the the announcement that they found, well, they were they found human material or remains, and they didn't want to say officially yet that it was Brian Laundry, her um her boyfriend, her fiance. Um, there were people in the background protesting, like. Justice for Gabby. Justice for Gabby. I'm like, wow. Like, we should be hearing that more for, like I said, MMIW, missing mm-hmm. and murdered indigenous but it's women. it's the media. The media it's does the not. Media. And I blame the media, yeah. too, because you know what? Actually, for most of it. And I was disappointed. Like, because there's, like, news, news shows that I watch because I like to watch it. But I was disappointed that you were they were giving too much mm-hmm. Agreed, it, and not enough for Jelani Day. They did have him have him on there. Um, so sad, but there should be more. Like for example, with Ahmad Aubrey, it it happened in a February, and then it didn't receive any coverage till like about May or something because the video came out that he they that he was lynched, that he was like he was running and he they shot him. It's like, but. I where's the investigation for that? The these guys barely I think they got I think they I want to say they got um prosecuted finally, but that look it's like almost like a year and a half later. It's upsetting because with people of color or like endangered people, it's always mm-hmm. or teens or whatever, it's always like, oh, yeah. well, maybe they just ran away from home, maybe they yes. were just, you know, it's always That's like they, so were, they were in the drugs, they were, you know, but because yeah. she looked I mean, it when anybody dies, it's sad, but I, I get what you are saying. And that's the thing, because she looked so young. She looked mm-hmm. very innocent. But I'm like, there are women, yeah. people all over the world, you know, who are in domestic abuse cases or who are getting violated. Mm-hmm. And they are not getting the same coverage and the same. So I, I totally feel what you are saying. Yeah, it's just it's just not, you know, equitable. Filipino American History Month Spotlight, 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 Spotlight. For uh, Filipino American History Month, I wanted uh, originally to talk uh, to Spotlight, uh, a Filipino American, um, but um, I decided to change it up. Um, 
actually, before I say that, I attended an online event that was on like YouTube and they released songs for Larry the Musical, which I <gasps> Larry it was amazing. The uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so um it's they say it's not gonna be out till twenty twenty three because most of the songs are made but they're still kind of tweaking it and also so getting support. Mm-hmm. And the songs are good. Like I was just like, I don't like I know it's and it's based on uh, the journey for justice. um, The book that I talked about like a year ago and um, you're manifesting it all, girl. You're manifesting it. It's it's so beautiful. And um, I'm I I was so happy to watch it. So if you ever go on YouTube, it's uh, it's if you go on Google or or search um, Larry the musical, you'll see that they talk about the musical, but they also do a little snippets of the songs, and they're That's really amazing. good. Amazing chills that you mean I you've know. been talking about him and spotlighting mm-hmm. him, and and now finally he's gonna get you know recognition. People are going to know who he is, you know, and what yes. he did. Yeah, because um, I was teaching my students about um. Larry Yetli Long. And like I said, October seemed like it really went really fast because I feel like what I wanted to do in my class, I didn't get all to it all. But doesn't mean that I don't have to talk about it throughout the the um, the month. I mean, the year. Right. It's just so I had talked them. I told them a little bit. I, I read the book, um, The Journey for Justice, um, the Larry Yetli Long story. And I talked because they know who Cesar Chavez was, you know, especially here in L.A. We have a boulevard named after him. So they immediately knew he who was. And then so I made a connection to Larry Leong and how Mexicans, Filipinos and other people of color and other people that were struggling um, and not getting fair wages bonded together and they, they formed strikes. So I explained strikes to them and everything like that. I even taught them the unity clap. So the Unity Clap was created um, by Filipinos because of the fact that, you know, everybody could not communicate with each other. You had Spanish speaking. You had um, the Filipinos who had other dialects, Ilocano, Visayan, Tagalog, and then um, other people of, of uh, um, you know, other uh, people of color. So the way that it would signal for everybody to get together they would do a unity clap. So it's that one clap. So when uh, the leader starts the one clap, everybody kind of joins in until it becomes one big clap and then you get faster. And then one person says, Isang Baksak, and then they have the one clap, one down. So they all do the last one together. So it's it's all, it's that's what they call it, the unity clap. And so Isang Baksak means one down. So one down, one clap, right? Like one hand down. But also it could mean like if one person's down, we all bring that person up. And so I taught the kids that we did it in class and it was so powerful. They were getting like chills. (laughs) I was getting chills. So I tell this story because um, later on that day, um, there was a a, a person from the district um, that came in and motioned to talk. I was in the middle of teaching. Okay, we were teaching. we're, we're We're teaching music. And so already, you know, 27 kids with ukuleles, it's a it's chaotic. <laughs> okay. It's like a tornado, right? 
And she wants me to talk to her in the corner. So I talked to her and she's telling me, you need to take this down. You need to take that down. What? It's a fire hazard. And it was like we made papel picados and I taught them the history of papel picado. And How is this and a fire hazard? I don't Because you're not supposed to have paper in the, on, in the classroom, which... And I, okay. I go, okay, look, okay. I get that I wasn't supposed to have it on the ceiling. I don't usually put things on the ceiling because I know it's a fire hazard. However, I felt like it was temporary. We were we were learning about history and how, you know, uh, the tissue paper from China and how the Spanish used it, brought it over to Mexico. And, and, and Mexican culture really took a hold of it and, and made it their own. And that's why you see, you know, like the decorations, right? And it's supposed to be temporary. So I said, no, I get it. I'll, I'm going to take it down. And she's like, yeah, you need, she kept on reiterating, oh, take it down. And I said, well, it's not going to happen right now because yeah. apparently I have a, a class to teach, right? Yes. And then she proceeded to tell me, yeah. And then in this classroom, like, it needs, you can only have 20%. And I was like, okay. I said, so tell me what 20% looks like. And she's like, oh, well, because well, 20% means one-fifth. And I'm like, are you <laughs> effing kidding me? I said, no, 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 no. Uh, she, I said, no, show me what yeah. it looks like Yeah. on this wall. Well, you would, you would measure it, and you'd find the area, and then you would. And I said, I know how to find the area. <laughs> I teach fourth grade. I said, I want you to actually show me. And she couldn't show me. Ooh. And then she was like, you know what? You could, I go, is it 20% of the wall or 20% of the total? Yeah. And she's like, well, like, for example, like she couldn't <laughs> tell me, but then yeah. she goes, well, maybe like this corner is the only corner that you put paper on. <laughs> I said, so what about the ABCs up here? Yeah. It takes up the whole wall. Yeah, that's got to come down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then she kept on proceeding to tell me why. I go, I know why. And then, you know, I I think, you know, the plant manager could, like, tell that I was kind of getting stressed out because yeah. I had kids playing ukulele, running around. And then this lady, he goes, maybe you might want to introduce yourself, you know, because the teacher's probably like, who is this person? I go, exactly. They just come in. Yeah. They didn't see that I was teaching. And that normally doesn't happen. Normally, they write their notes down. And they give it to our boss. And the boss tells us, hey, you got to take this down. We can't have paper on the door, blah, blah, blah. No, she proceeded to. Dude, okay, read the room. Read the room, lady. Hello. Read the room. Because I'm not doing anything. I'm just not. I'm kicking back. But all that, but you're teaching. You were in the know, middle of man. work. I was, I was working. Exactly. I don't bother you when you're working. So the reason why I bring this and how it all ties into Larry Leong. And, and so the, when everybody left, I started taking down their artwork because it was all of their artwork they were like literally gasping they're like, <gasps> and i'm like well we were supposed to take it down anyway guys and then they're like but why and i said the lady that came in said it's a fire hazard and they're like what and then i go and i'm supposed to take not only the things on the ceiling down but also the stuff on the walls and i need a moment because i don't know what i'm gonna do right now and yeah. then because i really it's our classroom, right? Yeah. And so one of the kids goes, we should strike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that, guys. <laughs> You're not labor workers. We should strike and protest. How cute and is that? And this little girl, like, showed me a poster she made. And it says, she says, um, stop all Karens. 
I said okay and they're like yeah you know it's sad because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to stay after school and take everything down nobody's staying after school on friday no one not me i said no i just need a moment to figure out what i'm gonna do because i have to to breathe i go like that when you guys go to to lunch i'm gonna so one of the other kids were like yeah practice self-care miss <laughs> Oh my God, I love you so much. You are my student. You are my student. <laughs> so this is the future. It's 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 right. You know what I mean? It is. That they're they're aware, you know, and and hopefully they stand up for themselves. Yeah. So we're gonna keep with that theme. So today uh, I decided that I would spotlight my grandmother and um she was part of history. My both of my grandparents on my dad's side um, left Cebu, uh, Philippines, not together. Um, my grandmother left when she was two with her mom and her brother, and um, my grandfather left when he was sixteen in the hopes, kind of like Larry Young, to go to school. And he his dream was to live in the Midwest. Oh, Never made it. He stopped in Hawaii, and that yeah. was it. Um, my grand. My grandma came on one of those passenger ships and her name is like, if you go to ancestry.com, it's kind of cool because you see like their names on there. Like, and you're wondering like, how, how is it like to go on a ship to gun? Like, you don't know, like it's unknown. Right. Um, so, uh, and she got there when she was two and, uh, and stayed and lived in Hawaii. So she, she was there before Hawaii became so I wanted to uh, to have a tribute to her. My grandma, uh, grandma, her name is Grandma Lucy Alapag, and she was the grammiest grandma I'd ever known. Spunky lady. Yes, and I was truly lucky that she was my grandma. Um, she was everything a grandma, in my mind, should be, like, kind. She's very happy to see you. Um, she cooks for you. Uh, I don't remember her ever complaining about me or like scolding me too much. Like, I don't remember her scolding me at all, actually. And she was just a beautiful light in, in, in all of our lives. And, uh, so for Filipino American History Month, instead of spotlighting someone else, I thought it'd be fitting to spotlight my grandma. So, like I said before, she was from Cebu, Philippines. She was Visayan. Uh, when she was two years old, her mother and brother was sailed on a ship from the Philippines to Hawaii. And she lived on a plantation in Filipino camp, um, a place where other Filipinos lived and worked. So uh, either on a sugar or pineapple plantation. And what they would do is they would put them by, you know, because they they could only communicate with each other. So like all of the people that spoke the same languages and same, they were all in these camps. Um, so you have like the Filipinos, the Japanese, Koreans, Puerto Ricans, um, living on a plantation. So, um, I remember my grandma and my dad talk about camp life. So they lived in close quarters. It was a community. They shared a community like 
shower or bathhouse, whatever they called it. I uh, I kind of laughed every time they would tell us like how that was. And boiling water. They're like, we used to boil water, you know, for everything, for cleaning, cooking. That's wild. Yeah. Now, was it a camp like a camp? But not like an encampment, right? But a camp like where they like all... Like a camp where they all like... Stayed together stayed and together. worked together. Okay, okay. So, um, let's see. Um, they My dad often talked about that they went to school barefoot and oh. they would just take sugar cane from the, from the, you know, from the plantation and like chew on it, you know, and uh, that kind of life. Um my grandma Lucy grew up. She washed clothes for the camp. I, uh, she learned to sew from her mother, so she also knew how to like put garments together. And I also, I would also bet she learned how to cook from her too, because my grandmother was known for her cooking. So getting to my, know my grandma Lucy when she was around, she would always tell me that she was a good girl, and uh, she always obeyed her strict father. Um, he was called the quote-unquote dawn of the camp <laughs> and uh, she would always follow her father's wishes until she met my grandpa rudy and they dated they dated for years i think they dated for like i want to say like seven wow or eight years yeah and he tried to win my grandpa rudy tried to win over my great-grandfather felipe uh a traditionally you know you'd go and you'd you have a formal, like, a formal sit down with the parents, but you bring somebody who speaks for you. You don't speak for yourself, but you bring something to the house. And so the first one was a pig. Ooh. And, of course, great-grandfather Felipe was impressed with that, so he came back again, then with the chicken. <laughs> and, like I said, traditionally, you don't speak to the parents directly. So um, That is a trip. Both, I can't imagine. Yeah, both times he got rejected. Both times. And I'm pretty sure he probably attempted more than that, but that was, that was the formal, you know, the formality of it. Um, so the reason why was great-grandfather Felipe want, wanted another for my grandma Lucy, someone who was taller, you know, definitely taller because my yeah. grandpa was very short. Uh, and he felt like that was uh, that was better for her. So as they did in the olden days, they eloped. <laughs> and it was the one time she made a decision uh, for her happiness at that moment. So uh, one of the rules, rule number one, I learned from Grandma Lucy is follow your heart and trust yourself. Um, she was a nurse. She was well liked by many. She had many friends. Um, she made a family and a home in IAM, which they still call Filipino camp, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had always a house full of relatives and friends. She would all she would often be photographed cooking for a party in her curlers and shorts. <laughs> and she would say, I, I don't have my face on. <laughs> and uh, at parties and dances, she always was dressed to the nines. The pictures of her in sequin dresses, wow. the pantyhose, the lipstick. And she would always say to my grandpa when he asked her where she was going all dressed up. And she would say, ah, to the store. You, <laughs> you never know who's going to pick me up. <laughs> and she would always laugh when she said that line. Because it was just like, that's so funny. I, and so rule number two, wear lipstick. In other words, look good for you. Do what makes you feel good about yourself. 
There was a story Grandma Lucy told me when she eloped with Grandpa Rudy. Her father, Felipe, disowned her. Wow. And that was that was common in the days, too. Like, if you don't listen, then we don't. You're not part of this family. He was so mad that she ran off. He wrote her off and didn't want to speak to her again. She was sad. She's told me that she was sad. And with child, she was with my father. And she told me that was one of the most saddest times of her of her life. Mm. Feeling like that feeling of not having your a family. Um, eventually, after my dad was born, Felipe came around. And the story goes that he was enamored by my father. Aww. And that's how they reconnected. Um, even though he still not did not like my grandpa. Aww. She told me that at that moment she told herself I would I would never turn my back on my family even if I was mad at them she told me if you can help family help them so and never turn them away so rule number 3 was that I learned from her was don't turn your back on family I was really lucky to have grandma Lucy in my life I know she will always be with me in spirit so I am lucky and she lived until 103 years young. Whenever we celebrate, yeah, whenever she celebrated her birthday, she would always say, Psh, it's just a number. <laughs> so you guessed it. Rule number four, age is just a number. Just live, love, and be. Awesome. That's, I mean, she was like ahead of her time, I feel like. She was just like yeah. such a woman, like such yeah, an independent, mm -hmm. amazing woman. Yes. Wow. That's and I think I feel like you have parts of her. I in hope you, so. You know? I hope I totally so. I, I think the, those times that we sat down and talked about those things, I often look back on it and I only wish I could be a, a fraction of what she was, you know, like that. The part, I mean, I think I'm part of her with the craftiness, mm -hmm. but I would love to be like, if I could just cook one good thing that my grandma cooked, I would be, I would think I would be honoring her legacy. Um, and I, I don't know if I'd want to live till I was 103. Yeah. I was like, I was but like. her attitude, like her I attitude, her yeah. attitude. Like, I hope that as we age, we can take on that attitude, but mm -hmm. she was always like that from yeah, young she time. Was so like that, that was just a part of her personality. Yeah. So I, uh, when she passed, I really thought about her and I think I got a message from her. I saw her and my grandfather dancing. So another part of history is my grandfather was a pre the president of the Visayan Club. And it was, uh, I believe, in Eva Beach. And they had this. So the good thing about Filipinos, they get together and they support each other. So um, that's where actually, uh, you know, they, that's where that's how we are connected, actually. Like the um, your relatives actually, you know, uh, got together in the Visayan Club. And that's how they met my grandparents. And so um, so. He was the president of the Visayan Club, and they had balls and dances. How and fun. I remember running around. Not, you know, they were just be like having a good time, but like they let the children just like run around and 
just like uh, it was a good memory. Like you, it, it was just different times, right? Yeah. Like, like it's now you have to be able to like like watch that. your kids yeah. all the time, and you can't do this, you can't do that, and the phones, and it's like this is like they just let you go, and they and they trusted everybody in the community. You're going to be okay. That they knew that was their kind kids, and it was uh, it was a special time that I don't know that will ever come back again. Like the way we know it. Yeah. Filipino American History Month Spotlight, 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 We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message on the Anchor app. You can also leave a comment on our social media pages like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for The Coconut Connection. Our handles are in the show's notes. Or you can email us at coconutconnection, the number two, at gmail.com. So I thought it would be fun to talk about triggers. I know that doesn't. <laughs> What's it called? Oxymoron. Uh, but triggers, like good, tr- good tr- triggers that trigger your your childhood memories. Okay. So definitely, like thinking about my grandpa, trigger my grandma triggered a lot of good memories. So I thought, what are other triggers that either smells, you know, sights, sounds, um, bring you back to your childhood memories, good or bad? It's so funny because I just had this last night and I I told my husband the exact thing that it reminded me of my childhood. Mm. But we had spam, over easy eggs, and rice. Mm. And it just, every time I eat that, I'm like transported to childhood. That, um, oh my gosh, yeah. When you wake up and you can smell the food, it feels so comforting. Like, yeah, I, and when I, you eat it, it's just like oh, it, it's it's just like, reminds you like oh, when you're a kid time, when you you're know, a kid, small kid yeah. time, and mm-hmm. oh yeah, I that's the trigger for me for sure. Um, I think when I I and I smelled smelled this just recently, that smoky barbecue smell, like anywhere, like I'll smell it and like you're like where does it come from? It reminds me of all those family parties. Oh, yeah. Like when, remember we had those Wailua parties in the yes, park yeah. and there was like music <laughs> and then like barbecue, that smell takes me back to the time of like just having those type of parties. Like nothing wow, fancy. that is so interesting because I, I don't have that with that smell. So I think that's pretty interesting that that transports you back yeah, to that it, time. That, it, that, and it also reminds me of, um, like we in in Hawaii, like uh, we used to stay at this beach house, and that smell reminds me of that mm. too. Like so, I just like that smokiness, like barbecue smell. Like I'm just like, ooh, oh. like that. Now this one's funny, and I don't know if it's yours also, but 
the sound of any vacuum cleaner. Like whenever I hear the va- mm. a vacuum cleaner, like at work or somewhere, it reminds me of those Saturday the sound. Sunday. Yes, uh-huh. the Saturday Sunday mornings being at my aunt's house on oh, the weekend, and, yeah. and the, the hustle and bustle mm-hmm. that was with, you know, cleaning and just uh, the weekend. And that's every time I hear it, like it's going. I think of when I was a kid. And That's my so aunt true. was like vacuuming or my mom's vacuuming. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny how that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this, uh, men specifically, standing on a sidewalk or a curb in a corner. Like I just get triggered Ooh, by cat. Like thinking of all those times when I was younger, cat calls. I totally get and my get it. like my alert goes up like okay and even though I'm older now it's like it's probably not gonna happen but I just like I just remember all those times you're right like any man standing on the corner like yes. you just is it coming like is that especially more in than the cars one. too like when yeah. they pass by in a car oh yeah like, oh. and they yell outside yes. for whatever reason yeah so whenever I see like because I walk you know, walk my dog and stuff. And I will turn the other way if I see like there's a group of like men standing. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, you know what? It That's doesn't matter too. what color they are. I, I don't like don't group like of, it. yeah, group of men. I don't like, I try to avoid that. That is so, isn't that sucks? That's, that's that what sucks. sucks for all women. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a trigger. And it's, I hate that. Like, I wish I could just, you know, be like, I don't know. I often like, oh, if, if I was a superhero and like I could just beat everybody's asses, you know what I mean? Like yes. I wouldn't I would go wherever I wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. That's that's I feel you. So my I have many, but the last one mm-hmm. that I'll leave here is um, buses. Mm. Whenever I see buses, <laughs> I think about I'm always thinking about how, how it used to be for me riding it. And like when I see women waiting at the bus stops, like I fear for them. Like I feel for them also. Like no, that's kind of connected to my last trigger. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like I feel such sympathy and empathy with them. Like what we have to go through on a bus. And I would never like when I see a bus, I'm so thankful that I never have to ever ride a bus anymore because it just not positive yes. memories at all. Closing thoughts. Gosh. Oh, the weather. The weather's oh been gosh. really nice. Yeah, the weather's been really nice. Oh, it's so supposed happy. to rain tomorrow, 100%. Yep. So I'm welcoming it, even though that's it, it's not... It's going to be interesting uh, at work. Because right now, we have the air on, so the filters will work. Um, I keep the door open because for ventilation... And so as it gets colder, I wonder how this is all going to work out. That's true. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. That is a worry. I mean, I, I don't, thank goodness, have to work mm-hmm. you know, in a, an enclosed space like you do with children who aren't vaccinated. Yes. Um, so that is a concern. I just, you know, I just love the weather. But Yeah, I do love the weather. So enjoy the weather, the fall yes. weather. And we'll be putting back the time soon. So... Yay. All right. Until next time, <laughs> every Sunday, That's new right. episode. See ya. Thank you for listening to our podcast, The Coconut Connection. 
I'm Jade. And I'm G. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk story. Please share our podcast with others who might like it also. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us so we can receive more visibility and grow our audience. So long. Farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.